Welcome to the Westside Investors Network. Win your community of investing knowledge for growth. This is the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast for real estate professionals by real estate professionals. This show is focused on the next step in your career, investing. Thank you for listening. And please, if you like our content, rate us on your podcast provider. Just a quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for educational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any shares or securities, make or consider any investments or take any other action. And now, AJ and Chris Shepard. Hello, and welcome to the Westside Investors Network. This year, we're launching a new segment on the show, The Deal Deep Dive. These are mini episodes where our featured guests will share their unique stories on a specific deal they've participated in. We will go deep on all aspects of the deal, from finding it to making the offer, due diligence, and more. Do us a solid and smash that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and further your investing journey. All right. Welcome to the Westside Investors Network. Today, we are joined by Lou Brown. Lou, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, yeah, baby. Hi, Trent. I'm telling you, I'm excited about what's going on right now in real estate. I've been buying, selling, and holding real estate now for over 40 years. And I can tell you, this is an exciting time to be in this business, given this is my fifth real estate cycle now that I'm going into. So there's a lot of... Uh, hidden gems that come with seeing the market the way it is right now. So I'm very excited about that. I got started in real estate by actually being guided by a mentor. I was raised by a single mom. She was an immigrant, came to this country, found out she had found the wrong husband and ended up just being the two of us. No brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts, no one, but just the two of us. And we were here in this country. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it was an exciting journey. And I learned from one of her friends who said, we bought the duplex that we live in. And she said that the people on one side were paying enough money to cover the mortgage. And that meant they were living for free. So that's when I learned, Trent, that there were parallel universes, people that have knowledge and information and apply it and those who don't. And my mom definitely did not understand money, did not understand how money worked. And here was someone, a friend of hers, who was living for free. And here we were hiding out from the rent man. So it was an experience of a lifetime. And I'm blessed that I had that journey. And so I was able to buy my first house when I was 18 years old. And I was able to do that by taking over the existing financing on the property. And now we fast forward over 40 years being in this business and I have never gone to the bank and I have never qualified for a loan on a single family or small multifamily property. And the reason is I learned that you don't have to go to the bank. I learned that the seller could be the bank. And to this day, well over a thousand real estate transactions, never been to the bank, never qualified for a loan. And I teach people how to do that. Very nice. So it sounds like you focused on creative financing throughout your career. Tell us one of the most creative financing deals that you've ever done. Oh, wow. So I have done so many. <laughs> That's a hard one to nail down. Uh, definitely one of the things I love is when we sit down with sellers, we go through a presentation process and I have a cost to sell worksheet. 
Now, it's not like a typical realtor's cost to sell worksheet. It includes a number of other expenses that we would have when we purchase that property if we were to sell it the traditional way, which we don't sell it the traditional way. But if we were to, we take into account all the expenses that we would have in that transaction. So as a result of that relationship, we are able to do some amazing things. And as a result of that, being able to purchase those properties, working through that cost to sell worksheet with the seller, we come up with an offer. And that offer is sometimes, well, first of all, the first offer is all cash. Secondly, if they don't like that cash offer, we can go right back on that cost to sell worksheet and show them how we can increase that offer by creative financing, as you suggested. So some of my very best deals are when the seller pays us to buy their property, number one. Number two, taking over the existing financing they already have on the property. So we don't go to banks. We don't qualify for loans. We don't have that huge expense in qualifying for a new loan. Instead, we simply step into their shoes and take over payment. So those are some deals. I'm doing one right now. I'll give you an example on this one. So what we love is that we have a marketing system where our buyers, people that are going to buy from us, are non-traditional buyers. So when we talk about the concept of creative financing, it's actually creative financing in reverse because we find our buyers first. We find our buyers first. We find out how much down payment they have to work with, how much work they would be willing to do to the property, and how much they can afford on a monthly basis. Then we go about finding a property for them. And in fact, they even participate in finding the property as well. So this is a whole flip the script on investing in real estate. And it has worked out extremely well for me. I started this when the last crash that was manufactured. <laughs> and yes, they are manufactured. And in the last crash, I said, what were the toughest things I have experienced in real estate? And the answer is selling. It's not the buying side, it's the selling side. And so it's unpredictable. You don't know what your expenses are going to be when the final nail in the coffin, the final HUD one is done. You don't know what your final expenses are going to be in terms of funding that deal. And so what I discovered was if I could purchase that property by having the seller be the bank, number one, and number two, if I could purchase that property with a customer in mind someone that I already knew how much down payment they have and how much they can afford on a monthly basis. So I'll give you an example right now. I've got a customer in a property that moved in under our path to home ownership program. Now we have a very unique way that we engage our clients and we invite them into our world and we discover whether they have perfect credit or not so perfect credit. And in that discovery process, we discover what we can do to be able to help them. And so we have a four-step, really five-step membership. So it's rent, rent to own, owner finance, cash sale. And it's all dependent upon how much down payment they have and how much they can afford on a monthly basis. Then we plug them into the steps in the system that we have. 
giving you an example, we had a rent to own client. That means they paid us at least 3.7% to move into the property plus their first month's rent. And so that client referred someone else to us. She works at a cabinet shop. She knows her way around carpentry and that kind of thing. And she comes to our program, joins our membership, and then tells me about a friend of hers that has a property. So one thing leads to another. And just yesterday, I signed a contract with that seller. I signed a contract for $150,000 with $100,000 down and $50,000 in one year. Now, that is a very creative way to do it because number one, I have zero payments and zero interest on that $50,000. And it's likely along the way that seller is going to have need for that cash. And probably there's going to be a potential discount in that 50000 somewhere along the way. But even if it's not, that's okay. Why? Because my buyer is qualified at two twenty nine nine. So I'm going to be able to sell that property to that same person that brought me the seller. And these are examples of transactions that we often do where the property is not on the market. The seller is not on the market. The buyer is not on the market. And we just stealthily go about doing lots of deals. So you can see the markup in that is pretty significant. And the cash flow we're going to get on it is very significant. And it gives us time to work with that client that's moving in, work with her credit, work with her down payment, and get her established. That also gives her time to do some or all of the repairs to the property, which is her intention. Her intention is to do all of the repairs on the property in exchange for a credit towards her down payment. So that is a neat little package, Trent. Uh, I will tell you that we put together over 40 years of being in this business that basically takes us out of the pain and suffering of the rehab, the pain and suffering of not knowing when and for how much the property is actually going to sell for because we've already got a customer and we've already got the property. It's almost like a wholesale, but not because you're finding the deal let me just clarify. So you're finding a deal once you have a client and are you signing that client to a lease option with a one-year term? Is that right? It's all dependent upon the amount of work they're willing to do or down payment they have or a combination of the two. So at the 3.7% level, yes, that's rent to own. Okay. At the 10% level, if they have 10% or more to put down, then we put them in on an agreement for deed. And if they have 20% down, then we give them the deed to the property. So we've covered our bases in terms of risk and we've given them an opportunity depending upon the amount of down payment that they have to work with. Okay. So my experience with wholesale real estate is usually the wholesalers making anywhere from five to 20 grand. Whereas this is you're connecting the buyer with the property and are able to kind of take the arbitrage at a higher level, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. So rather than just earning a real estate commission, it's far more than that. As you can see, that's going to be a, what is that? An $80,000 markup in that one. And cash flow, cash flow while we go through the process of working with that client. So they might buy it within one year. They might not. They might actually build up and take our in-house financing program, which is at least 10% down in that case. And we do move people up our path to home ownership. So if they join us at the rent to own level, they step up to the in-house financing level. And in some cases, 
They just go on to the bank and get a new loan, or they just stay with us. And now if you think about it in terms of a retirement plan, that client can pay us over the next 40 years because we do 40-year terms with our clients that are moving in. So when you work with the seller and negotiate that term, because it sounds like most of the time the seller's carrying the contract for at least a year. It really depends because in some cases, Trent, we take over their existing financing. So that existing financing in place may have another 20, 25 years to run. And all we do is take over payments on that. In other cases, if the seller's carrying financing, it all depends upon their situation. In some cases, we will buy it where we're saying to them, would an extra $300 a month make a difference in your life? And they say yes. And they finance it for a very long period of time. So whether it's 300, whether it's 500 or whether it's $1,000 a month that we're paying to the seller, they're receiving an income and that can be spread out for as long as my client is in there until they eventually get a new loan from the bank and we pay off the underlying financing. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Get things done while you're on the move. Learn more about working with a virtual assistant through offsite professionals. It's a great way to get all the things done that you need to get done. Have freedom in your time and streamline your life by automating your business. Stop spending time on the tasks that you can delegate and start spending more time on your superpower. Call us today at 503-446-3177 or visit our website at offsiteprofessionals.com. So, and I know you've already kind of mentioned it, but you connect with clients and then find the deal. How do you go about finding those deals once you get the client? Oh man, that's a loaded question. So there are so many ways. Now, number one, we get connected with the community. So that means BNI, that means Rotary, that means JCs, that means Lions Club, that means becoming a speaker and going there and giving your one minute presentation, letting the community know who you are and what you do. Invariably, in those meetings, there's somebody that has somebody that wants to get rid of a property. And so being able to make that connection Also, there's somebody that knows somebody that's looking for a property that would love to have an opportunity like this, and there's no other way that they could qualify for a traditional loan, and they come to us as well. Often, we're working with agents. Real estate agents are bringing us people that they cannot place into homes, or they're bringing us houses to buy that they cannot get a listing on because the sellers, you know, for whatever reason, won't do the final step of signing that listing agreement, then they'll bring that deal to us. We'll literally sit down with the agent and the seller and go through our presentation. And then the agent gets paid a commission from us on that deal. So it can work out very, very well for agents to refer people to us. And I call them leftovers. I tell agents, I say, look, just bring me all your leftovers. Anybody that you have not been able to put into a home, any seller that would not sign a listing agreement, bring them to me. Let's see what we can do. And you can earn up to a full commission on that. So do you focus on a specific market or do you go outside your local area? I used to think that I was local until I realized that I was actually a long distance investor in my own town because I never go look at the properties. (laughs) I have other people do that. 
And then I realized that our whole system could be a very much long distance investing system. And so I started teaching that. So now I have licensees all across America doing deals all across America from the comfort of their own home and their own computer. They're able to actually match buyer with uh, property with uh, seller and be able to be the arbitrage in between, as you mentioned, and be able to just literally put the deal together long distance. I know it sounds crazy, but we do this all the time. So I'm still trying to understand. Obviously, I understand the process now. What happens if the client that you connect with the property decides not to move forward with purchasing it? Are you on the hook for whatever that agreement is with the seller? Or does the seller get the property back? If you have concerns about that, you can put into the agreement that there's a restriction that you have to find your buyer before you're going to close on the transaction. However, I will tell you that with our marketing system, we call it House Monster. Our House Monster marketing system is finding buyers all the time. So we can turn that switch on. Literally, I've got five different segments of it, but one of the segments is online marketing. And so we can online market to find that buyer and it's not a problem. There's plenty of them out there. So what happens is they respond to our Craigslist, to our Zillow, to we've got a multitude of ways, Facebook marketplace that we do our marketing to attract those folks. And then they come into our world and then we're able to gear them towards that particular property if that's the right property for them. And if it's not, they can help us find a property that is right for them. And I know you've mentioned that you've been through a few cycles now, economic cycles, real estate cycles. Is this process more common when it comes to a down market or when the market is hot, like we've seen in the last few years? Well, Trent, you put your finger on something that I identified in the last downturn. And I mentioned it earlier about where have my problems been in buying and selling real estate for over 40 years. And the answer back then was selling. It was an unpredictable path. You know, you really didn't know when it was going to happen or how much it was going to cost you to do that, as I was saying. So what happens in our world is I flipped the script at that time. And here's what happened. So I used to do a ton of renovations. We would buy them right. We would buy them cheap. We would buy them at auction. They were awesome, great deals. And then we would go in and do these massive, beautiful, incredible granite columns, dormers, beautiful porches, beautiful flooring, all that sort of thing. And we would flip them. And it was fantastic. And we've done hundreds of those. And the funny thing was, when I had 12 properties on the market at that boom, boom, go, go time, all of a sudden, they cut off the switch. You know, if you've ever played musical chairs and they stop the music and you're the one left standing. Well, I was the one left standing. I had a dozen properties. They were all in various stages of repair. And here we are, people were raising their hand and signing contracts and saying, I want to buy, I want to buy. But the problem was they weren't approving the loans. All of a sudden, nobody sent a memo saying we're not approving loans. They just didn't approve the loans. So I realized I got to drop drop back here and punt. I've got to do something different. And so I flipped the script. I I was already a landlord for years and I already had a lot of rental properties and rent to own. 
and owner finance deals. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go about finding buyers for these properties where I can be the bank for them. And I turned around and did exactly that. Then I realized I had some really great marketing to find those buyers. And so I've turned that into a system. And now I've got licensees in all 50 states doing exactly this, plus Canada, plus 16 foreign countries. And the fun thing is because of the fact that we were able to give a path, then other people could duplicate it easily. Awesome. It sounds like you kind of have a process that is, I don't want to say recession proof. You're not the first person that has talked about the, the lease option or the rent to own process. I feel like you've just taken it to the next step where the system is, I mean, it's laid out for someone. Well, you look at it how we look at it. I've got a uh, book here. It's called Never Pay Rent Again, The Path to Home Ownership. And this is what we give to our buyers. So we actually guide them. We have a complete system. When our buyers come to us, they join a membership. And when they join that membership, they get an immediate platform that gives them education on becoming mortgageable and gives them education on proper property maintenance because a lot of these people haven't lived in a home before. And so we're guiding them step-by-step step all the way through. And we've literally had people move in at the rent level and move to rent to own and then move to in-house financing and then get a brand new loan from the bank. So we've had people go through all four phases of our program and be able to have success with that. And so we've got that nationwide, I'm very proud to say. In fact, we're doing a program right now called A Thousand Families in a Thousand Homes in a Hundred Days. And we do that because we've got so many licensees that are doing exactly what we're doing and they use our brand, Certified Affordable Housing Provider and our brand, The Path to Home Ownership. So as a result, they're offering that in their local communities and even real estate agents are adding that onto what they're already doing. So they don't get rid of being a real estate agent, although some of them do, but they actually add this to what they're doing. And so as a result, they're even serving their office that they're in, other people that have clients that they're not able to put into homes or they have sellers that won't list then they can come in with our program and take those leftovers and turn them into up to a full commission on the person that referred them. So one question I have, just because I think I understand how you, know, you make money or the person that is finding the clients and the sellers make money. I know you talked about taking over the seller's financing, whether that's a, a loan or you know, if they have a different sort of financing, is there an excess to, you know, let's say someone's spending $2,000 a month on financing, does the client then pay $2,500 and does that $2,500 go to the seller or do you continue to pay the seller $2,000 and then ah. they get a different loan? Is that when you make your money or how does that process work? Trent, that's a great question. And the answer is that we actually take title to the property subject to the existing financing. Let's go back to when I first bought my first property when I was 18 years old. Back then, they had a thing called NENQ loans, non-escalating, non-qualifying loans. And it was an awesome thing. And for $45, you could step in and take over someone else's financing. It was all above board. It was, it was approved and all that good stuff. And then Congress, in its infinite bought wisdom, 
comes in with the banking lobby in full tow. Then they pass a law called the Garn St. Germain Federal Depository Institutions Act of 1982. And in that law, it gave the banks the right to put the due upon sale clause in the mortgage. I'm sure you know what that is. And all real estate agents do. It is you got to pay off that loan when a new buyer comes in. Well, that's not entirely true because if the seller places their property in trust for estate planning purposes, the lender is prohibited from calling that loan due. I went and read the law. And so buried deeply into that law is an exemption. And of course, Congress people wanted to exempt themselves from this law. If they placed their property in trust, they didn't want the lender to have the right to call the loan due. And all the other people that are aware that that exists is a way that that can be done. So instead of buying property, what we do is buy the beneficial interest that the seller has to sell. So rather than buying real estate, we're buying a beneficial interest. And that's personal property when you're using a thing called land trust. So I became an expert way back in the early 80s on a thing called trusts. I would have never known about trusts. I would have never done trusts except for being forced into it because I had been buying properties by taking over existing financing, paying $45. And if they had paid 15 years of a 30-year mortgage, I was paying the rest of the 15 years. And so I learned that I could do exactly that. And I learned that I could keep doing that. So as a result, right up to this day, we still do that. And it's been a wonderful experience. But think about who it's a great experience for. The seller might be in trouble. They might be having difficulty selling their house. They might be facing foreclosure. And we can come in, we can reinstate that loan. We can reinstate their credit. We're making the payments to the lender. And guess who gets credit for that? The seller does on their credit report. So now a year later, boom, they are mortgageable at that point because whatever arrearage they had from the past, that's gone. Maybe we've been able to do a workout with the lender and we're taking over that existing payment and then we're making those payments and the seller's getting the benefit of that. And the third party that's going to benefit from that is none other than the bank. The bank is going to absolutely benefit from the fact that they did not have to do a foreclosure. They did not have to have all the expenses and they did not have to have a bad loan on their books. So we're reinstating the bank's a winner, the seller's a winner, the buyer's a winner, everybody wins. It's a beautiful day. Okay. Now I'm starting to understand it a little bit. When it comes <laughs> to, obviously you talked about, it's important to find the client first. Have you ever had to keep, and then you've talked about being a landlord. Have you ever had to keep the deal yourself and turn it into a rental or flip it? Or what happens if the client backs out? Are you That's responsible? That's not a problem. That's not a problem. I guess you like said, said there's a contingency, huh? You could put a contingency in there that you don't have to buy the property if your buyer doesn't like it. And so we do have that in our contract, by the way. We have a standard real estate purchase and sale agreement that we give people access to. And in there, it has a contingency for inspection. And that contingency goes right up to the day of closing. So that inspection is going to be our new buyer coming in and looking at that property and approving it. And then we do our deal with our buyer so that we've got both ends of the transaction. We've got the seller on a contract to us 
And then we got a buyer on a contract to us. And we're not acting as an agent in that matter. We're acting as a principal in that matter. Got it. Okay. So we've talked about single family quite a bit. Yesterday, when we were on the phone, you mentioned that you've done more than single family. Have you used this process in a property other than single family, multifamily, commercial, that sort of thing? I have. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story on a 15 unit that we bought that was a great example where it had existing commercial financing on there. Now, what I was explaining about the trusts and avoiding the due upon sale clause, that's one to four units. After you go four units, you're into commercial financing. In the commercial world, guess who's in charge? The bank, right? The bank has control. So in the commercial world, they can call that loan due. So what I do is go directly to the lender and I say, look, we just want to take over the existing financing that's on there and we'll pay you a point. And it's nothing more than to just simply let us take over that existing financing with your knowledge and consent. And often the seller is actually remaining on that loan. So they're satisfied because they're getting a big enough down payment or they've got a, enough pain point to want to get rid of that property for whatever reason. So we're able to come in and take it over with the full knowledge and consent of the bank. And we're able to buy it subject to the existing loan that's on there. Of course, save a fortune in financing as well. I guess maybe not just commercial, but all of your loans. And I know you said there was four steps to this process. How long is the cycle in this process? Are clients usually refinancing in two years, five years? Does it matter? It really depends on the client. They're building up their credit while they're with us. In fact, every month that they're making their payment, that is reported to the credit bureau. So we open or help them open a new trade line of credit that is related to their housing payment. So that helps them build their credit. It helps them increase their score. And they're in a position to actually be able to get a new loan from the bank if they choose to. But in some cases, they're happy with us and we're happy with them. And in some cases, we change the interest rate and just keep them. And they keep us and we keep them. So if you can think about it as a long-term retirement plan, that's exactly what it is. We call it pancaking. You're just building one on top of the other on top of the other. And it's been great for my wife and my family and I to be able to build our retirement this way and help a lot of people as well. And I just enjoy the process. Do you still own rentals? Do you still own long-term oh, rentals? Lots, lots and lots. And it's a cash flow machine where we get paid all our rent and rent to owns on the 25th of the month. And we get paid our owner finance deals on the first of the month. And so we're able to manage that process. And when you look deeper into it, and this is one of the things I teach my clients is there's an incredible tax play with this because you're taking advantage of several different parts of the tax code with building a portfolio this way. And it puts you in a position to actually zero out your taxes. And does that have to do with, I can't remember the exact way, but I know some people would do seller carry financing where they only get interest, I think, or only the principal to write it off or something? Likely what you're thinking about is when the IRS considers that when you're selling a property and you have a capital gain in that property and you're not receiving your whole gain today, you're receiving it over time, then 
spacing out that payment is also spacing out the payment of taxes on that. Right. And you can use the write-offs that you have in your rent, in your rent to own portfolio to offset that payment, that ordinary income that you're receiving on the sales side. So that process is one of the great things that's built into the tax code that allows us to do what's called an installment sale. So the installment sale process spreads out that taxation. You can use the depreciation to offset that income. And even more importantly, when the people do cash you out at the platinum level, we have a bronze, silver, gold, and platinum level. So when people make it to the platinum level, that's when they cash you out. When they cash you out, you've got a taxable event except that you've got all these offsets built into your portfolio and that can zero out your taxes. Got it. What kind of properties are in your rental portfolio? Pretty nice ones, actually. So we're called certified affordable housing providers and giving people the opportunity at home ownership, regardless of credit or financial background. Well, that doesn't mean that's the price of the home. That means it's what the person can afford. So we've got properties anywhere from, I'd say the minimum priced property we have now is about 150,000 up to over 600,000 in value. And we've got beautiful customers in there that have paid us sizable down payments. And they're very happy with being able to have the opportunity at home ownership. And while they're living with us, they're building their credit, building their down payment so that they can eventually get a new loan from the bank if they want to, or they can stay with us. Awesome. Do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about when it comes to this process? I know this is a unique process that I know I haven't heard of before this. Yeah, baby. I'm sure a lot of people (laughs) are in the same boat. Is there anything that you want to say additional to what we've talked about today? Well, I tell you, there's more to the story, no doubt about it. And there's paperwork, there's processes, there's procedures, there's policies. There's things that we do in our world that help people to win at this game and win big because the smart people realize that real estate is cyclical. They realize that they're either winning or losing. And I said, what can we do to navigate or flatten the curve (laughs) using a more recent term? How do we flatten the curve of real estate? And I said, this is the best thing going when you can find a buyer before you buy and you can serve that buyer. You can give them an opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't have. And you can serve the seller by giving them income they otherwise wouldn't have and serve yourself by having a beautiful cash flow for the rest of your life. So we call it cash now, cash flow, and cash forever. So I do have a book on amazon.com. It's an international bestseller. It's called Buy, Hold, Sell. However, I do have for your folks a $5 off coupon. If you go to Street Smart Wiz, W-I-Z, streetsmartwiz.com forward slash B-H-S book, B-H-S book. You get $5 off on that. And that is my whole process in print. Then I also have a one day called the wealthbuilderworkshop.online, wealthbuilderworkshop.online. And then I have a three-day called Millionaire Jumpstart, millionairejumpstart.com. So that's where people can really step up their learning about what we do, how we do it, 
and get the proper documentation to be able to do it, the proper processes and procedures to do it. I'm very proud to say that we have offices in all 50 states now. We have a lot of successful folks that started with us literally at ground zero with the house monster and finding that buyer is the first step in the process. So often people start with us with the house monster and then they grow their businesses from there. Very nice, Lou. Where can people connect with you? If they have any questions, how can they reach out to you? All right. We do have a website called streetsmartinvestor.com, streetsmartinvestor.com. And you can always check me out at our Facebook page. And let's see, we have other ways you can reach me. If you want to know more about Certified Affordable Housing Provider, we do have a website called certifiedaffordablehousingprovider.com. Uh, so you can learn more about the holistic way to be in the business and actually work under a brand that helps people to build an amazing cash flow business. I'm very proud to say I've helped many people to become multimillionaires. And in fact, you'll meet them when you come to my live events because they come back for more. So there's a lot of really successful people all over the country. I'm very proud to say. Well, that sounds like a plan. And I know people will check that out. We'll definitely be sure to link all of your websites in the description of our episode today. Lou, thank you so much for taking the time to share this very unique process. Like I said, I've never heard about it before and I'm excited to learn more. So thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much, Trent. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone else very soon. Awesome. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast on WIN, your community of investing knowledge for growth. We hope that this episode has increased your knowledge and added value to your path to freedom. If you would, please take a second to rate us so that we can get more great investors to interview. If you or someone that you know wants to be on, please visit westsideinvestors.com and fill out our form to be on the show. Thank you again and enjoy your day.